Osan. And this time we are going to continue on. Uh, we are now in the book of Psalm chapter 12. Psalm chapter 12. <clears throat> we enjoy so far our uh, text of the book of Psalm. We have uh, a lot of beautiful things that uh, we glean from the word of God using David most of the time here in this chapter. Okay, let's take a look at uh, chapter 12. Chapter 12 of the book of Psalm. <clears throat> with good thoughts 
of the bad things or the bad times. We are indeed living in the bad times, but we have the Word of God that will give us um, ways and understanding on how are we going to face uh, these bad times. Uh, even though we understand that um, the prudent most of the time will be kept in silence, as the Bible says in Amos chapter 5, verse number 13. Amos chapter 5, verse number 13. Therefore, the prudent shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. Our time today is an evil time. And, and the people of God are silenced. We cannot say, we have no say of, you know, um, how things will go, because everything that we say will go against us. So we are silent silenced by, by um, the rulers of this world. So this is an evil time. That is an indication of an evil time. When, when um, the people of God will say something of what is right, what is good, it becomes, you know, um, an offense to us. We will become an offender. Many people will go to jail because they are speaking the right thing. And when things like that happens in the, uh, in the society, that is an evil time. And we are indeed in the evil time. That is what Amos was saying. So here, he said this, um, David said this, because a man may then be made an offender for a word. If you speak something like of, uh, you know, about the vaccine, you will be offend. You you will become an offender. If you say something about um, uh, COVID nineteen, the truth about it, you will become an offender. When that time comes in the society, that is an evil time. So, and yet, and yet, knowing this. Here in this book of Psalm chapter 12, we will find comfort um, in this very moment because this is such a suitable meditation and also suitable prayers that are now here ready for us to use. This is now in our hand. We can, we can use this um, book of Psalm chapter 12 as our prayer prepared by God for us. Psalm chapter 12 is merely talking about a plea against the wicked. Here, um, David boldly declares the victory in God over those people who have flattering lips, those people who, are, who have proud tongues, and people who have double heart. That's what he said here in verse number 1 and 2. Verse, um, verse number three and four, uh, 2 and 3. They speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart, though they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. And now here, in verse number 1, in verse number one, every person, just like King David, 
cries out for help. He suggests here that the faithful has been expelled from among men. If you believe in the Bible, you are out of the society. And that is exactly what, what David is saying. Help, Lord. Help, Lord, for the godly man sees it. Every person that is godly and will stand for the things of God and the word of God will be expelled from the society. How, how exactly this word happened to us you know, in our, in our times today. This has been written 3,000 years ago. To be exact, 3,020 years ago. 3,022 years ago. Help, Lord, for the godly man sees it, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Because of the oppression, because of the control, no one will stand up. Everyone will just, you know, just bow your head and do what, what they say. And just say what they want you to say. Extend your hand if they want you to extend your hand. And take this, whatever they want you to take. So in other words, no one can stand against them. And no one can stand up. Because if you do, that is for your own peril. And this is what happened to the society. And this is what David was experiencing in his time. I do not know if he really experienced this. Perhaps he experienced in, in, in a bit of this kind of situation. But this is more suitable to our time. Remember, David was a king. And perhaps this happens when Saul was the king of Israel. And he was oppressed and he was like pushed away from the kingdom because he stood up for the word of God. And then he became a man hated by the people because he stood up for God. And this is now happening to most Christians today. Most godly people are experiencing this kind of experience of David maybe in a you know, um, um, isolated situation of David, but it becomes common in our times today. Maybe it only happens to David because he was the target of King Saul. It happened to him, the oppression for, of, the, of the strong. But now, it happened to common Christians who love the Lord. You see here, um, After alluding to the viciousness of this wicked, the Lord our God will rise. The Lord will see the destruction coming upon those people who defy the Holy One of Israel. King David has the confidence here um, revealed and preserve it is written in the word of God and he believes it and it will give him assurance that there will be a, an ultimate victory in the end and this is found in we'll see from um, 2nd Peter 
Second Peter chapter 2 or chapter 1 verse number um, 19 to 21 it said we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost now here in verses back to um, Psalm chapter 12 verses 1 to 5 talks about the help of God the help of God is on the way you are oppressed today. We do not have a say in our society today. The help of God is on the way. Amen. Verse number one. Look, look up here. He said, um, Help, Lord, for the godly man sees it. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. And here to David, it seemed like the, uh, the godly people, the godly Christians, the godly individuals, was just like they are just like banishing a banishing breed. They are like uh, people who are going to get eradicated. And these people will become extinct upon the earth. And in this moment of despair, King David called upon God to deliver him. He asked God, help, Lord. Actually, the word help is synonymous to save, Lord. Save, Lord. Help us. There are so few who are faithful anymore. Only very few people that are faithful now. In verse, verses 3 and 4, he spoke here about these people in power. The flattering tongue is destined to be destroyed. That means these people will be silenced by God himself. Only God can silence them because they are powerful. He who speaks proud things, that means things he deems great and mighty, shall suffer the fate of divine retribution. God will make them pay of their crime. The flatterer and the proud speaker boast of their idle and evil speech. They declare that their lips are their own and no one, no one lord it over them. And they have not realized this, that there is a God that's looking into this situation. And how foolish it is for them, how absurd for them to think that no one can control them. Because God is the one who made the mouth. God is the one who made, you know, the, the seeing eye. If you remember um, the occasion where Moses um, spoke with God, when God wants Moses to deliver, you know, to, to, to act as a, as, um, 
um, a deliverer for Israel. And God asked Moses, okay, go and, and deliver my people. And Moses refused. You know, you know the story there. He refused to accept that role because it's not easy. Uh, a lot of things there. But one of the reasons why he refused is because he, ha he, he has a slow tongue, slow speech. And God said to Moses, who had given my mouth? Amen. And then Moses had another excuse. But we know the excuses of Moses there. And let's take a look at this in Exodus chapter 4, verse number 11 and 12. Exodus chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It said here, And the Lord said unto him, Verse number 12, 10, start from verse number 10, Exodus 4. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am, a slow, I am slow of speech, and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb? Or deaf? Or the seeing? Or the blind? Am not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. You see here, um, it is the Lord who made the mouth. And these proud people will say, no one, no one can control us. And they're proud with their speeches. And you see, God will judge those who use their lips to curse God's creatures or God's creation. Any person that will curse you and you are God's child, those people that curse you will face God's vengeance. The Lord reserves His wrath for all those who sin against Him. For the unrighteousness of men in, in um, Romans. Let's take a look at this. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Verse number um, Verse number 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, including the government, including individuals, including the corporate people, including the masses, including the people in the houses, in the homes, including the, the servants. All ungodliness. It said, uh, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You see, and again back to um, Psalm chapter 12, verse number 5, it says, For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will sit him in safety from him that passeth at him. So God heard David in his cry. The Lord God listened to David's ask, uh, asking for help. And the Lord from heaven, he evaluated the situation. 
And now when he sees oppression, the Lord is ready to rise up and ready to execute judgment upon the oppressors who have hypocritically deceived their neighbors. The Lord our God guarantees safety, He guarantees security, and He guarantees solidarity for His own. He promises deliverance from those who despise them. Any of those strong people today who despise God's people, the Lord is on their side. The Lord will help them. The Lord is a tower of safety for all those who seek His help. Proverbs, let's take a look at this Proverbs chapter 18. In verse number 10. Verse number 9. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a greater waster. A great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Verse 10. The righteous runneth into it and is saved. The Lord is our safety. The Lord is the one that provides us safety. And David here, he fled from the wicked and he finds security in the arms of the Lord. In verses 6 to 8 in our text in Psalm chapter 12, verses 6 to 8, this we can find here the foundation that will endure forever. Every believer, like David, he said, he builds up his life upon the Word of God, and he understands that the Word of God is pure. The Word of God is precious. It's priceless. Yep. It is perfect. Yep. And it is productive, and it can yep. preserve him. Yep. And you see here again. <clears throat> Verse number 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. That's right. <clears throat> As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Amen. Thou shalt preserve them from yep. this generation forever. Amen. The word of God is inspired. Go back to, I mean, go to... Um, um, to the New Testament in the, in the book of 2 Timothy. <clears throat> 2 Timothy, very common verse. Many of us have memorized this verse. In 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse number 16. The Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So the word of God is inspired. It is God-breathed. So it is coming from the mind of God. The word is written, coming from the mind of God and, and, and breathed um, by God. So that this word will be compiled and we can see this and we can read this and we can use this to apply to our daily walk with Him. Amen. The word of God is not just inspired, the word of God is powerful. 
in Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 12 for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and is of the marrow and joins the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart it is powerful. And this is the word that the world despises. But thank God you and I love this word. Amen. This is, you know, uh, the word that gives us hope. Yes. It is inspired. It is powerful. And the word of God is eternal. It is eternal. Hebrews, I mean, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, chapter 1, and verse number 23 to 25. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, yep. by the word of God, yep. which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. I counseled um, 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 a person that's um, about to enter into marriage, and I showed him this word, and I asked him the word whether uh, what what attracted him to uh, the person that he's going to marry. And, and again, I, I showed to him that it should not be because of the outward beauty of the person. It should not be that you enter into marriage because of what advantage that you can gain. It should not be uh, that you enter into marriage because this person is, you know, all this wholesomeness. Because all of these things that you see with your eyes and you can perceive in your heart, all of this things that, that uh, superficial things will go away in time to come. And then when that time comes, then you are stuck with the person. Because God uh, does not give us the, you know, the uh, opportunity to find another. Because of the promise that we made. Till death do us part. So only death can part your ways. And that's that is, you know, something that should prompt us to be careful on choosing your spouse. Be careful in choosing your spouse. Do not use your eyes when you choose your spouse. Do not rely on what your eyes can see. Because all the beauty that you can see in a person, the person is like grass. And all the glory, the beauty, and whatever things you see, you know, just a flower of grass. The grass withered, and the flower thereof pulled it away. That is why here it's very important for everyone to make sure that when you are entering into that marriage, that you rely upon the Lord, not upon your own mind, not upon your own understanding. Because if you use your understanding, if you use your mind, if you use your eyes, 
you are no different than those people in Hollywood. They have, you know, they have gorgeous um, individuals there that they can choose, but again, they are just like grass, and the flower of grass is just like the glory of man, and that glory will fade away. And once it fades away, there's another person that has the glory, and then you are attracted to that person because he has the glory. And the glory of the person that you married to is gone, and then you look for someone else that has the glory. You are marrying the glory, not the person. That is why it's very important that you use, you know, and you rely upon the Lord to find your spouse. It said here, being born again, not of corruptible sin, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. That is where God wants us to put our attention to. That is where God wants us to base our decision when we when we, when it comes to finding a wife. Because he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. You see, the word of God is eternal. The word of God is not just inspired and powerful. It's not just eternal, but also the word of God is magnified. The Lord magnified his word above all his names. Did you know that? Psalm chapter 138. Psalm chapter 138. In verse number 1 and 2. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods when I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. If there is something that God magnified in this world, it's his name. I mean, it's the word of God above his name. You see, the Word of God is magnified. And the Word of God is forever settled in heaven. If you notice that in Psalm 119, in verse number 89. Verse 89 of Psalm 119, it says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth. And you see, that is why we Christians, we have hope in the Lord. We have, uh, you know, great chances of surviving even in these evil times. In these evil times, actually we look helpless, but we are not helpless because we have the Lord. We have the Word of God. This can preserve us. The Word of God can preserve the righteous because we rely upon Him. This Bible is a, is a beautiful gift of God to us. This Bible will be used um, by the righteous people. We are armed with an inherent, inspired, infallible Word of God. Yep. 
the believer can win that victory. Yep. The believer can have that victory over the flesh. We can yep. have the victory over the world. Yep. And of course, we have uh, the victory over the devil. He is strong, but greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world. The Lord Jesus Christ that indwells in us is greater than the power of this world. You and I can speak the same word as Jesus Christ used. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. It yep. is written. Thou yep. shalt not. Um, um, what's that? Tempt the Lord thy God. It is written. The Lord Jesus Christ used his word to counter the enemy. And again, we can always use the word of God to counter our enemy. Because the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Yep. So here, rest assured that when we quote the word of God, we can never go wrong. Because this is the word that God has given to us. The enemy will not, or Satan will not withstand with the word of God. So therefore, we are given by God this great weapon great armory. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So it, it matters not how proud and how presumptuous people are because these people will be brought into judgment and these proud people will be brought low in the day of God's vengeance the word of God which is pure, powerful and perfect the word of God will preserve his people forever that is why we can rely upon the word of God yep. when we come to service we have the word of God we have the Bible because this is our hope Written in here is the hope of God's people. Hold on. David is calling all of us to hold on in time of desperation because the Lord will come with his vengeance. And the Lord, when he comes, he is on our side. This is a great psalm. Chapter 12. Psalm chapter 12 is a plea against the wicked. It's a beautiful psalm. Listen, bow and pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this book of Psalm chapter 12. Once again, Lord, um, it nourishes us, it gives us um, life, it gives us um, strength to know that you will be on our side when you come, Lord, for judgment. You will stop the mouth of these proud people. The oppression of the Lord will cease. The oppression of the poor. Lord, we are waiting upon your um, help. Help, Lord, because a faithful man sees it. The oppressed, Lord, um, are many. And Lord, do not allow that there will be no help for them. Lord, save your people. Thank you, Lord, for
Thank you. Great.